right. We're ready to go whenever you are. <laughs> I want everyone to know that we just tried to start the episode, but then Brad took a bite of pizza, so... It was my last bite. <laughs> Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness. While we'll touch on several illnesses, Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of bipolar disorders. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Brad. And we're both bipolar, so strap in and let's see how batshit we really are. Spoiler alert, pretty damn batshit. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> We've got our scotch because today's episode topic is drugs part two. Drugs part two. Self-medication. <laughs> Self-medication. I actually really love the fact that this is the topic while we're eating pizza and drinking scotch. Yeah. Which are like two of the biggest... Uh, drugs, uh, in my opinion, <laughs> for dealing with my my depression and my bipolar. Um, you know, that's a good point, bringing up food. Oh, food is a huge drug. Yeah, we don't tend to talk about, with mental health, food as a um, uh, self-medication. Right. But when I go depressed, I eat so much fast food. Oh, yeah. Well, well I mean, think about, think about sugar in mm-hmm. just... Straight, sugar is just straight up addictive, man. Like there are studies out there that say it's more addictive than nicotine, right? Yeah. And all the food that we crave when we're depressed has that like high fat, high trans fat, high sugar, you know, content. Because you get that dopamine rush. Because you get the dopamine rush, which yeah. then you know feeds that addiction to the sugar and the trans fats, which just make you eat more of it, which only makes you feel worse physically because you're eating all this crap for your body. Yeah. And then it's just, it gets secular. Right. Yeah. Like I've talked before about how heavy I got during that depressive state during COVID. Right. And it was just from ordering Taco Bell every night. Sure. Sure. By the I... way, this episode is brought to you by Del Taco. By Del Taco. <laughs> Del Taco. <laughs> Fuck Taco Bell. <laughs> that should be their slogan. Be that would be slogan. great. That would do really well. <laughs> it's just just like Del Taco employee beating the crap out of a Taco Bell employee with like bean and cheese burritos. Just like, <laughs> Burrito chucks. Burrito chucks. Uh, they should sell that on a dollar menu. Yeah. Um, but no, so yeah, going back to it, like food is definitely a drug. It's definitely, in my opinion. I, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it. it what, what is a drug? A drug elicits hormonal and chemical responses in your body to make you feel a certain way. Right. That's typically enjoyable. Uh, and food can do the same thing. Totally. Just maybe not to the same degree. I mean, obviously, right. a bean and cheese burrito isn't going to be like shooting up heroin. <laughs> I mean, although if you guys know of a bean and cheese burrito <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can do that, yeah, please, please write in, please write in. <laughs> or I mean, maybe, maybe there are people out there who are freebasing bean and cheese burritos and they just get a different response than we do. Uh, I watched uh, Pulp Fiction last mm. night. I hadn't seen it in years, <clears throat> and you know, there's the whole uh, Travolta shooting up with heroin. Sequence. Oh, right, 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 right. And I was just watching it, and I was like, that's why I could never do heroin. Needles, like, yeah, just well, having to stick it in your arm. I was like, I was like, I wonder if you could do heroin subcutaneously. What? Like just, just like in the belly fat? In the be- <laughs> <laughs> Bloop. Like that would be better for you? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I would do it still. <laughs> but, but, it but, would be better. Yeah, I would think. Well, I you shoot, they shoot up anywhere. I mean, you shoot up between your toes. Like there are people who shoot up in their testicles. Like you can shoot. Why would any- you shoot? Because it's harder to trace. Harder to see the track marks. That's what I've heard. I mean. I mean, that may have just been like, <laughs> maybe it's on a really weird, you know, like right wing website. And they were like, you know what the kids are doing today? Going to them low job parties and shooting up heroin to their testicles. 
Man. If you if anyone out there shoots up heroin into their testicles, please write in or get, leave us a voice. <laughs> and message. let us know if you've ever gotten an infection right? from that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm really curious about. I'm really about. curious about that. <laughs> uh, uh, but that that takes us to the bulk of this topic, which is how people who are mentally ill, whether they're diagnosed or not, mm-hmm. especially if they're undiagnosed, tend to self-medicate with drugs and alcohol. Well, yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know that sounds kind of callous, but you do. You have to have a a solution to the problem. And like it's one that is relatively easily accessible, right? You can walk into yeah. any liquor store and or if you live here in California, walk into any, you know, uh marijuana dispensary, <clears throat> and you can buy a solution. Yeah. I'll be a temporary one, but like if you're depressed, man, going to the liquor store, getting that, you know, half a bottle, of, getting that bottle of scotch and then swinging by Ralph's and grabbing them donuts. I mean, problem solved temporarily. Yeah. And it's it's interesting how different things will take you into a different state. Sure. Alcohol can, at first, the first couple of drinks, make you a little manic. Mm-hmm. And then after a few more, it'll bring you down. Into a depressive state, especially the next day. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Climbing out of that pit? Oh, yeah. Uh, And then other drugs. You know, we've talked before. You would think marijuana would make you depressed, but it can trigger mania. Sure. Sure. Do you smoke or edibles? So, I never used to. Uh Uh-huh. And I wasn't much of a drinker. Never really was into anything until I started having my bad manic episodes last year Mm -hmm. and started drinking a lot. You know, we've talked about this where you can drink a whole bottle oh, of yeah. something when you're manic and it isn't shit. Nope, ain't nothing. Um, because you're, I don't know if it's your metabolism ramps up. I, it's got to be all chemical, those chemicals. Chemical imbalance, man. Like yeah. when you're manic, you're, your brain is being flooded with chemicals. And, yeah. you and know, adrenaline. And the adrenaline and, you know, alcohol is a depressant. So yeah. it takes that ad- adrenaline down. Yeah. You know, and anyway, continue. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I started drinking a lot more. I started, uh, uh, doing the pot. Doing the pots. Um, the Mary Janes. <laughs> the Mary Janes. The uh, the hashish. The kush. <laughs> what other old words? The doobies. The reefer. Smoking the doobies and the reefer. <laughs> the reefer. I was I was on reefer. It's on reefer. <laughs> I was I was drunk on reefer. I'm drunk on reefer. <laughs> Riding that marijuana train to Pleasure Town, <laughs> as the kids say. Uh, I wonder if I actually wonder if there's new slang for like pot and marijuana that we're just not aware. of. I think of. everybody just calls it weed anymore. Do they? It's just weed. Like yeah. that's lazy. Yeah, that's really lazy. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's because it's legal now. Oh yeah, it's you lost know? a lot of its edge. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like cigarettes. Like there's not slang. Like give me a smoke. Yeah. It's about like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nah, that's sad. Or if you're young, vape. Give oh, me a vape. vape. Well, you can vape. Give me, give vape. me a vape. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a vape. Give me a vape. Vape me. Vape me. That's what I want. Vape me, bro. Vape me, baby. <laughs> gross. Yeah. Gross. Oh, so gross. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> but yeah, so I was doing that. And then I, uh, for the first time in my life, I was like, I want to try harder stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I did MDMA. Oh, really? I did uh, cocaine mm-hmm. for the first time, uh, which you want to talk about manic. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody either. Oh, really? So it wasn't even like, oh, you knew what was going on. I was just like... 
incredibly manic. And I didn't know I was bipolar yet. Right. So I had no idea that's what I was doing. But uh, I guarantee you none of that helped. <laughs> yeah, none of that helped. Really? The cocaine wasn't like a, uh, it didn't have a, the reverse effect of the uh, manic? That's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. You would think. <laughs> yeah. You would think it would just like even you out. Right. right? <laughs> Do a line off a, you know. Yeah. Diaper changing uh, station in a bathroom. You figure like now I'm right. Oh man! I and let me tell you this: don't do it before you get on a flight. Well, what are you insane? <laughs> yes, like, Adam. Okay, that's right what. Right, that's right. <laughs> Colon <laughs> living with mental <laughs> illness. Oh right, 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 right. That's what this is about. Um, Awkward. I I yeah. apologize. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, but okay, but so MDMA. What was that experience like? Were you manic when you did that? Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was manic when I did all this stuff, um, because that's again not something normal me is interested in. Sure. Beyond a, um, beyond a scholarly standpoint, you know, From I have a, a scholarly yeah, standpoint. I have a curiosity. Oh, sure. About stuff, but I have no interest to. When I'm normal me, I have no interest to engage in illegal activity. Mm. But when I'm manic. And you get that risk taking and the grandiosity, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, ah, what's the law matter? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and also, yeah. And also the, the idea of like, I'll never get busted for anything. Right. No Because way. there are no consequences for my actions. Too smart for them cops. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you have that. And then you just have this kind of, you know, you just, you want to live at 120 miles an hour. Sure. When you're manic. And so that was part of it. Is mm. I was like, I, I just want to do this stuff. Okay. Um, MDMA. Made me really chatty. Really? Uh, Brad chatty. <laughs> you never guess. I would, would you? never <laughs> guess Brad being chatty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it made me really chatty. And um, honestly, that was about it. I was actually really disappointed <laughs> in it because you hear all this stuff. I was like, oh man, I thought like, you know, you can have an experience. T- Touching my skin would be like an orgasm over and over, <laughs> blah, 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 whatever. And it was just like, eh. <laughs> It's I like, like to talk. Yeah, the colors are vivid, and <laughs> I want to talk a lot. And... Get a call. Let's discuss all of the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brad, it's three in the morning. I just, I, I will say, I will say, and this is this is an interesting thing for someone who suffers from this because I didn't know I had this yet, but I was already experiencing bouts of shame and guilt. Okay. After manic episodes, like calling people up and chatting too much, you felt shame. <laughs> yeah, um, but that went away. Okay. Like while I was on it, like there was oh. no shame. Like I could just like talk about all the stuff. That's interesting. Without, yeah. Well, you know, they do a lot of um, <clears throat> that's coming into a lot of therapeutic uses. I'd read a lot about how it was used in um, uh, couples therapy mm. for that explicit reason. I mean, in some people, I didn't experience this, but in some people, it it will create or strengthen a bond. Interesting. Um. And that's that's not across the board, right? But that's one of the reasons they use it in couple therapy. But the main reason it's been used in couples therapy is uh, that it gets rid of those barriers, so you can just talk. Openly. Oh, you just speak. Yeah, yeah. Here's how I feel, and not only can you do that, the other person is receptive to listening. Oh, okay. So you can say, if both of you are on it, you can say, "Honey, here's how I feel. These are things that I've resented you for," and they won't get angry in the moment, and you can actually just discuss it, hmm. and hopefully find a breakthrough. Right. Um, and I did experience that. Like I felt like that while I was on it. Uh, but, but yeah, I was really disappointed. I didn't get any of the other stuff. Although what I'm not disappointed in is when I worked at that nightclub Yeah, and, uh, it was, it was ecstasy then. Right. It's Molly now. Uh, it'll probably be like 
Teresa in the year. Um, <laughs> Let's go out with Teresa. Go bro. Teresa, baby. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, uh, uh, what I did not experience, and I'm glad, is back then that's when everybody would take it and then like dance with glow sticks while sucking on a pacifier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like those warehouse parties, yeah. and the crazy techno something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but grown men with pacifiers in their mouths—not a look, man. You know, I saw a Vice <laughs> story like a couple months back about these. This woman followed, or like sought out and followed these aging ravers, as they called them. You know, these people nah. that are in like their fifties and sixties and even seventies, like people who have been like MDMA raving, you know, for like thirty years, and just. The value they put on it, you know, I'm not going to talk about the deterioration they might have experienced physically or mentally, but I do think it's interesting that you have these people that are that have had these experiences on MDMA and just, you know, they, they're like, this is this is how I want to live my life. Like, these are the experiences I need to have or feel like I'm I'm whole because of like, I think that's fascinating. Yeah. And I, w- I wonder if that plays out differently for someone who's not bipolar. Because, again, we're getting flooded with all this shit anyway. Right. right? And that's what MDMA does is it, it basically opens the, the floodgates for the feel-good hormones. Right. But we are already flooded with the feel-good hormones when we're manning. Right. So maybe that's why it didn't feel like it did shit. For maybe. Me in that regard, you know? I don't know. That's yeah. a good point. Um, this is going to be a weird question. It's very off topic. Did you have trouble finding these hard drugs? Uh, no. Okay, I'm not going to ask you where you got them. Yeah. Um, But it's just, that's something that I've always thought about. Is I'm just like, man, what if I really wanted to do? I'd have no idea where to go. Like, I would immediately get I'd arrested because like... I'd probably walk up to the first undercover cop and be like, do you have cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to take this time to give a shout out to the person who, no. <laughs> if you're looking for a good dealer. <laughs> Two weeks later, uh, a man in Sherman Oaks was shot to death in his home. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, uh, going back to, uh, going back to weed, right? Yeah. Um, what about weed? Like I obviously not illegal out here. Right. Right. Do you, do you do. And even places where it's technically illegal, Tennessee, for instance, mm-hmm. right. You, it's technically illegal. You can still buy gummies. Gummies are perfectly legal. Really? Yeah. It's Edibles. weird. Yeah. It's weird. I don't, I don't know exactly what the law is there, but I feel like most of the country is probably like that now. You know, I, I know a lot of people who prefer edibles to smoking, and yeah. I, I, I wonder I wonder why that is. I wonder if that's because they don't like the smoke aspect of it, or they don't it like- It stinks. Or the smell, yeah. sure. I mean, if, you, if you're not a cigarette smoker- Oh, right. You know, the couple of times I've, I've tried smoking, it just makes me cough my ass off. Yeah. It's not a pleasant. I'm not like, oh, this is, this is worth the, the high, I guess. Sure. Or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I occasionally smoke cigars, and it-, it Nicotine has a a euphoric uh, aspect to it. Like yeah. when I smoke cigars, there is and like it's I, I get I definitely get a form of um, a high. You know, bodybuilders uh, chew nicotine gum to uh, stay lean. Do they really? Yeah, because uh, whatever that is that that in nicotine that creates that high also suppresses your appetite. I have heard that. I've yeah. heard that. Like, like that's why people, smokers are usually right. people who yeah. go off. Like they quit smoking, they gain twenty pounds. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I wonder. I wonder if nicotine, like if people use nicotine to try and combat some of their mental illnesses. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really looked into that. But yeah, I mean, it would make it would make sense. I feel sure. like well, anything that will augment how you currently feel. Yeah. Like anything. Well, and also just the the risk-taking behavior. No no one who has bipolar 
who smokes is thinking like, oh, I might get lung cancer one day, you know, right, sure, <laughs> because you're, you, you're in this risk-taking, grandiose mindset. Right. You know, no one's thinking that. So you're probably chain smoking a pack of Marlboros every five minutes. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I... Well, laughing about the Marlboro man dying. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, it's, I've never I've never been a drug user. Um, you know, I, I, I smoked... I got shingles. Uh, about three years ago, um, if you've never gotten shingles, I recommend don't get it. Super painful. Um, and I started smoking regularly to help with the pain management. But after I was my shingles about stopped, it just, I don't know. I, you know, it's like, because I will drink. You know, I'm happy to drink. Yeah. Um, big, big fan. Um, but I never look to marijuana as an escape like I do sometimes with alcohol. And I wonder why that is. Yeah. I have a buddy who's been diagnosed with a few things. And I didn't realize this until recently that he was diagnosed with a few things. But he's the biggest pothead I've ever met. Really? Um, constantly high. And uh, once I found out he was diagnosed with, with a few different conditions, I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's how he combats that. Huh. That's the only thing that makes him feel... I don't even know if even is the right word, but probably not. It's the only thing that makes him feel like he doesn't want to rip his skin off. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. And I mean, I would say also that in terms of going about your day to day life, I think being high is easier to manage than maybe being drunk. Right. You right. Because it does just kind of unless you're bipolar and it triggers a manic state, it just kind of takes the edge off of things. Yeah. Yeah. Blurs yeah. the edges. Yeah. Yeah. Although some people get paranoia with it. Oh, sure. Well, I think that's the um, that's the thing about any drug that um that makes me question taking them, right? Yeah. Like my brain chemistry is already effed. Yeah. Right? I know that. And so I continue to eff with it by doing substances be they junk food, alcohol, black tar, heroin, whatever. You know, they continue to affect my brain chemistry. What about white tar heroin? Don't be racist, Brad. <laughs> Don't be racist. That's not what this show is about. Sorry, this show sorry. is not about racism, Brad. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, heroin dealers. <laughs> you always your agenda, your white tar yeah. agenda. I've been telling you, man. Oh, we're going to piss off the cartels again. Oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> lo siento. <laughs> Avocado? What was it we said? Oh, uh, uh, Te Amo. <laughs> te Amo Cartels. <laughs> te Amo Avocado. Te Amo Avocado. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Help us continue the conversation. Leave us a comment with your thoughts, experiences, or questions about mental health. Every opinion and viewpoint is valid. Just don't be a dick. Um, but yeah, the, you know, that's something I think about is like, okay, I find some relief with my booze, right? Yeah. And, you know, we, we have a friend who was uh, big into ayahuasca. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like they Who's talk, also bipolar. Who's also bipolar, right? Yeah. And they talked about, you know, I can't remember. Wasn't it like once a month? Yeah, they would and, go to these ayahuasca retreats. Right, and uh, they would, it was like a weekend retreat. Yeah, and you would go and you would take it and then you'd vomit your guts out. Yep. And then you were high for like two days, right? And you just experience, you know, life in that state. Yeah, and th and they really enjoyed it, and they got a lot of mental clarity out of it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you know, I, I remember him pre and post the ayahuasca stages. I don't necessarily remember a huge 
change in him demeanor-wise, do you? No. Not really. I no. mean, maybe his mindset and his outlook changed. Yeah. But not necessarily his um, his general being. I know he's really into magic now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what ayahuasca does? Yeah. It makes you into, like, close-up magic? Like, a lot no, of no, 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 not, not illusion. I think he's into, like, Kabbalistic sex magic or something. Oh, yeah. is that what? Wow. Yeah. You know what, guys? Ayahuasca, your PR team needs to step it up, because <laughs> if you were selling yourself better, you'd be bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. That is, that's a major selling that's point. That's a major selling Do point. Do ayahuasca, get into sex magic. Get into sex magic. <laughs> Uh, uh, Which could also be a uh, self-medication. Self-medication sex magic? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. See, I'm trying to imagine what that would be. That would be like, I'm going to make my penis disappear. (laughs) 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 I mean, I've been with some chicks who've been able to do that for me. Good for you, buddy. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I meant that one way. I meant that came another. Okay, sorry, sorry. I meant meant the, the whole thing would go away from me. Right. Sorry. That, <laughs> or they emasculate you to the that, point where you no longer have a penis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely been with <laughs> definitely those Definitely with those girls, yeah. Yeah. Just two hours of just emasculation. <laughs> I'm chopping my hand as though Lorena Bobbitt's cutting. Now, there's a deep cut reference for you. There's a real deep you. cut. See, I thought you were going to reference the Atlanta Braves. Like, that's what the Atlanta Braves <laughs> is all about. It's just like yeah. cock chopping. <laughs> you, guys, you guys completely misunderstood the meaning of scalping. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, but funny. Um, how do we get on this? God, I don't, I don't know. know. Sex magic. Ayahuasca. Oh, there it is. Sex magic ayahuasca. Right, yeah. let's back up. Sex magic ayahuasca. You guys have listened to the show long enough. You yeah, know we you can't get stay it. on topic. You get it. Side side note. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, like you were saying, like that was one of his ways, probably, of self medicating. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I think the issue I one of the big issues I have is how detrimental forget for a second the the physical effects of drugs right forget that yeah let's talk about the financial thing the financial fuck you that is like the use of drugs oh yeah like the the cost that it put in the strain that it puts on good god oh my god man like i I, again i'm just talking about let's talk about the scotch we're drinking right now right like yeah yes can you buy uh, like you know, old Milwaukee. Um, sure you can. Uh, but even but then, you're like, a monster. But you're yeah, even you're a degenerate scum if you do that. <laughs> uh, no, but like alcohol at any level, like you could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on alcohol just on alcohol, just on alcohol. And that's not even getting into like if you you're getting into coke. If you're doing, I have no idea what heroin costs. No, no. It's, my, but actually, my... I think it's. I feel like I read somewhere that because of the opioid epidemic, the yeah. heroin's actually cheaper. Oh, so it's a reasonable than, narcotic. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. So, you know, for you budget conscious. Right. For the budget conscious <laughs> addicts out there, maybe look into, you know, some... Uh, black tar. Uh, black tar heroin. Just the black Just tar. Just the black tar heroin, Brad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, the, the financial implications, the strains obviously they put on your marriage and all the while, or relationships, and all the while you're just trying to medicate yourself. And it makes it harder if you're undiagnosed to get diagnosed. Sure. Because being on cocaine and being manic look exactly the same. And, you know, that's one of the first questions they'll ask you when you go into a psychiatrist or if you go to a mental health urgent care for instance, is are you on any substances? Mm-hmm. Because you cannot be diagnosed until those substances are out of your system. 
Right. Yeah. God, man. Drugs are bad. Yeah. Drugs are bad. Well, again, the way that drugs work, you take Coke, for instance, and it, or like I was talking about MDMA, it releases all those chemicals. Right. In your body. What's happening when you go manic? All those chemicals are getting released. Getting released, yeah. And Um, it's funny because we spend so much of this podcast talking about how people should be on medication. Yeah. Right? And you should. And you should. But at the same time, it's... You know, but hold on. Let's let's really talk about this for a second because this is just medication that's been sanctioned by the medical community, you know, and the FDA. Yeah. Right? That's how we justify the use of things like Lamictal, you right, know, and right. Percocet and not Percocet. Because um, they've been shown to have positive benefit. Right. Totally. Yeah. That's that's the thing about any of these illicit drugs. You may feel or I shouldn't say illicit because we're talking about some legal ones too. Right. Recreational drugs. Recreational. You may feel that it's helping. But like we talked about, alcohol, for instance, may take the edge off, make you even, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But then the next day, it's driving you into depression. Right. You know, these recreational drugs create those states. Sure. One of the things I was actually really excited about with marijuana being legalized is for the longest time, they've talked about some of the positive aspects of marijuana. Yeah. Like like, uh, dealing with pain. You know what I mean? Or uh, and it's good for people who have unipolar depression. Yep. Right. Um, and it, it's a situation where, like, what other medical benefits are there? You know, like, people talk about, like, microdosing, yeah. right? And the benefits of microdosing with LSD. And, yeah. like... <clears throat> well, all of this gets really interesting because, uh, obviously, I'm no scientist. What? <laughs> Lab coat aside. <laughs> Lab coat aside. Those glasses are fake? This is just fashion. It's just fashion. (laughs) Fashion. Bringing lab coats back. Yeah. She blinded me with science. Um, Bringing that back. Deep cut. Another (laughs) deep cut. Falco, right? Was that Falco? No, no. Who was that? I thought it was Falco. No, because Falco did... uh... If you know who that was, please. (laughs) (laughs) She blinded me with science. Thomas Dolby? Maybe. Something like that? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, anyway. Um... Falco did Rock Me Amadeus. Oh, that's right. Right. Sorry. Okay. That's that's excellent. That's a yeah. yeah. Dude, that song all day. All day. All <laughs> um, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, lab coats, and then before lab coats, you're not a doctor. <laughs> oh, that, that, yeah. I'm no scientist. <laughs> scientist. There it is. But uh, the a lot of the stuff I've read is microdosing hallucinogens mm-hmm. that came out uh, really thick tongue <laughs> that's a hard word though yeah. maybe fairness. all of you listening <laughs> this is just the kiss album played backwards yeah. there is no podcast you guys satan is good satan is your pal <laughs> uh, play Dungeons <laughs> so a lot of these show promise with fighting depression mm. and with fighting anxiety but for bipolar they tend to trigger mania mm. so uh that that happens with um, psychedelics. That also happens. There's a lot of research with ketamine therapy on depression. Mm. And it seems from what I was reading that the community is kind of split on whether that would work for bipolar or not. There seems to be some evidence that it could trigger mania, but it's not definitive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the one danger with a lot of these alternative therapies. You have to remember being bipolar, you, you kind of have two diseases at once. Right. And you could fix one while exacerbating the other. Right. And that's one of the, I think that's one of the hardest parts about self-medication, right? Because anything we can do to self-medicate, it, it, it soothes one, you know, uh, uh, 
one problem, you know, and like you said, exacerbates the other. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, my my alcohol may help with my uh, mania, but fucking does not do anything for my depression. Let me tell you, would. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense because we tend to be. You're on two medications right now, right? Two. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people who have bipolar tend to be on multiple medications because you have to attack both sides of the thing. Yeah. Uh, and so, so you have to be careful with recreational drugs and with these alternative therapies, which we want to do an episode on, by the way, but it requires research. And if you've been listening to yeah, us, we're for a not while, great at that. Yeah, we don't do that. We have, um, <laughs> we just, we just don't have any time. Like I barely have time to edit these damn things. It's, and we try to sell it as like, oh, that's that's our that's our thing. Like right. this show's raw. It's like just hanging out with two Super dudes raw. while they're talking. But it's really that we don't want to do a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not laziness. We're not lazy. It's just what I'm what we're on what I'm honestly concerned about is like feeling overwhelmed by this podcast. Right. I do not want to feel overwhelmed and I don't want to stop doing it. That's why we do three episodes a night because we don't have to do it constantly. Yeah. We haven't done one for like two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. And yeah. we're ahead. We've got, we've we got, got three, in the bank. three in the bank, I yep. think, uh, to drop and we're going to do three tonight. And so we stay ahead like that. Yeah. You know, what's funny is uh, there was a, a show I think on Netflix now with like, uh, it's got, um, who are the guys? Will Arnett, Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes, because they had a podcast, uh-huh. and now they're touring the podcast. Like basically, what they do is they go to like giant auditoriums and do the podcast live. Uh-huh. And I remember watching this, being like, "Oh, bad shit gets really big. I guess we could do that." Sounds terrible. <laughs> no, <laughs> we'd have to do like one event a month. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we couldn't do like a tour. <laughs> well, first we got to speak at colleges and get canceled. Oh yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the fact that we would get to colleges would be impressive. Yeah. Uh, we would. So <clears throat> the the uh, we get messages every now and then, folks, from people, never people who are themselves mentally ill, right? Who try to take us to task for calling the show bad shit and <laughs> laughing about mental illness. And I'm always just like, do you have anything? Because I do. Right. This is how I stay sane. <laughs> if I didn't laugh about it, I'd curl up in a fetal position in the corner like when the mailman took my virginity. Oh, <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. I, I didn't know this is what you meant by overnighting it. Overnighting? <laughs> this is priority first class, Brad. Priority first well, class. The mailman didn't take my virginity. Nope. Nope. It was, it was just a handy. <laughs> Andy, which is funny because that was actually his first name. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, you'd think we were several scotches in. <laughs> yeah, we're not, though. This is like our first glass. Uh, look, I, I think to surmise, um, you need a way of dealing with your disease. And I encourage everyone out there to explore various coping mechanisms and explore yourself and explore your your po- the positive and negative reactions to whatever you do to cope. And, you know, that may be all sorts of different avenues and different things, but don't get reliant on it. Like, I am not reliant yeah. on the medication I take every morning to deal with my, dep- my depression and my bipolar. And if, if you're doing something outside the norm, yeah. if it's not something that's been prescribed to you, you're doing an alternative therapy, you're doing recreational drugs... Do a little bit of research yeah, and see, it. see how that's affecting you. And I'm not talking about research into like, like oh, this can cause cancer, blah, no, blah, no, blah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just talking about how it can affect your disorder. Right. And, you know, we, we talk about bipolar. We talked about unipolar depression with some of these, which 
I don't want to say people with unipolar depression are lucky, but you have more options sure. with these things. But um, I have no idea. How does it affect you if you're schizophrenic and you do psychedelics? Does that sure. help? Does, does that make it worse? I have I no know. idea. And if you are schizophrenic and you're thinking about doing psychedelics, maybe do a little bit of research first. I mean, yeah, they talk about how like uh, people with PTSD, microdosing has really helped a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I don't know. My, my point is, don't get... Don't become reliant on these. Don't don't have your only coping mechanism yeah. be medication and drugs. Yeah, like just don't it, it, it find another coping mechanism. Because especially remember with a lot of these things, bipolar and other conditions, you as you ramp up, you've got the impulsivity. Yep, you've got the risk taking. You have the grandiosity where you think you're you think you're invincible. Now imagine all those feelings: impulsivity, risk taking. You think you're invincible. And now you're doing a drug that could kill you in high enough doses. Wee! <laughs> fun, 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 fun. Um, so, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, uh, McGruff the crime dog is standing behind us, making us say all these things, don't do drugs. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, you know, it, you know, I'm not going to tell anyone not to do something. I'm not going to yuck yeah. anybody's yum. You know what I mean? If you want to experiment with microdosing, you know, you want to experiment with recreational drugs, booze, you know, uh, that's fine. That's your life. Live your life however you want to do it. Just don't become reliant on it. Yeah. Just don't. Don't 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 make it the only answer. And at least be aware of how it's going to affect your condition if you have one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Awesome. Well, and if you know a place where I can score some. No, Brad. No, oh, no, oh, Brad. Sorry, no, no, sorry, no. It's sorry. not with this podcast. <laughs> that when we first started this broadcast, Brad was like, I'm going to score so many drugs. I'm like, no, Brad. That's not what this podcast is about. If you guys know where I can get some Coke, or some white tar heroin. <laughs> Fucking Brad. Some, maybe like a massage parlor I could go to. <laughs> Damn it. This has all been the long con. This has been a long con by Brad. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, no. Um, we're not promoting drug use. We're also not telling you how we're to live your life. We're not condemning it. Yeah, we're just. It just we, is what it is. It is what it is. Um, regardless, you know what? What one drug is that we have abundant in abundance is our love for you. Ooh. Ooh. No, but seriously, guys <laughs> and girls and non-binary folk, thank you so much for listening, for supporting. Um, leave reviews. Leave reviews. Leave us voice messages share, on Spotify. Share this with people. Um, Keep in mind, we're not advertising this. Like the videos that we're recording right now are the first attempts we're going to make at social media. Yeah, which I doubt are going to go well. Like I'm <laughs> no, gonna tell you right no. now. Uh, if you guys could see the shine on my head, <laughs> I can't. I can't stop looking at it in the monitor here. It's just so the fact that you are all sharing this with the people you love and the people that you think need to hear it. It's, it's awesome. Please keep doing it. Please keep writing in, letting us know. Remember that you're loved. You're seen. We appreciate you as much as you appreciate us, if not more so. Uh, Take care of yourselves.